Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Solar, the sustainable decentralized payments blockchain. Solar is the fully decentralized and open source blockchain designed from core blockchain components. It operates via delegated proof of stake consensus and secured by 53 and delegates that produce blocks and validate transactions. With Solar, you can create your own NFTs, dApps, or fungible tokens. For more information, go to solar.org. Again, that's solar.org. And now for today's episode. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest working on a really cool project that I'm excited to learn more about. We have Teef, who is a senior brand ambassador with Solar Network out in near Tucson, Arizona. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Well, um, really excited to, to dive into Solar Network. But again, want to learn a little bit more about you. you have a really interesting background. Can you give us a little bit of information on that? Oh, for sure. Um, so I come from a corporate background at Microsoft where I worked at Xbox since 2013. And also on the side, um, was a full-time trader building algorithmic trading software programs uh, that integrated with online broker retail APIs. Um, and so I have a mixed background in marketing and fintech. Um, and I kind of went down the crypto rabbit trail in about 2017. And now I'm fully immersed 100%. Yeah. So you learned about crypto back in, in, in 17. And, and, and first of all, just your background in marketing in fintech. Two really essential pieces that you need entering into the crypto world, especially as you uh, launch a product, build community, get it out to the world, etc., what was it about crypto that made you want to leave the the corporate world and really start to focus eventually full time in this space? That's a great question. So as a trader, I always um, had sort of a short term mentality when it came to stocks. I never really could find a long term uh, stock investment that worked for me. And part of the frustration was just the opaqueness of Wall Street. There's not a lot of transparency, as you know, when it comes to traditional financial markets. They close at a certain time during the day. Um, there's a settlement period that can be a couple days. Um, there's no open ledger that you can query to see where transactions came from and where they went. And it just felt like uh, a really strange investment environment after the 2008 global financial crisis and quantitative easing because everything was just up all the time. Uh, it didn't seem natural. And stocks with extremely high PE ratios uh, just kept leading the way, although they weren't you know, earning money. And so it just begged the question, what is money and what can I invest in? Uh, to preserve my wealth. And then, you know, in 2007, I knew about Bitcoin in 2000, early 
2013, I started learning a little bit about it, but I really didn't go down the rabbit trail until 2017 when I saw that price spike from 1,000 to 20,000. I said, whoa, I got (laughs) to... I got to check this thing out. I got to learn a little bit more about that. And so I went down the rabbit trail learning about proof of work and then also learning a little bit about Ethereum and proof of stake and just understanding the transparent nature of Bitcoin and the fact that it truly is the best form of money that has ever been created uh, started the transition for me. And at that point, I dove headfirst, just learning about blockchain and learning about uh, different cryptos. And um, now at Solar, I'm very happy to be here and help usher in this new financial revolution with Web Web3. Absolutely, man. And it's, it's, it's really cool seeing like someone who comes from traditional finance, seeing like all the shortcomings that unfortunately there is in that and then seeing what the future is as you look into cryptocurrency, Web3 and, and everything else. And that kind of brings us to current day with everything that you have going on with, with Solar Network. So, so what is it? What were you ultimately trying to resolve as you were going deeper into Web3 and you were looking back at, you know, the traditional finance world? Like how, what is y'all's approach to trying to solve some of these fundamental, fundamental issues that you noticed? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, newer generations, right? Uh, not boomer generations, but newer generations want to be involved in their investments. And when you look at a stock, you're not really involved in that company as a shareholder. So at Solar, we're a community-driven blockchain project. And there, there's a lot I could talk about with regard to how that works. But the blockchain, the Solar blockchain, is maintained and secured by 53 delegates. And we use what's called a delegate proof-of-stake model. So as an SXP holder, which is our native crypto token, and I'll just kind of say S is in Sam, X is in xylophone, P is in person, because sometimes that always comes out wrong. SXP, if you're an SXP holder, you can vote for your delegate, right? Or multiple delegates through your solar wallet. And so it's a great uh, governance system. It's community driven. It's decentralized. It's secured. Solar is a fork from the ARC code base. I don't know if you're familiar with ARC, uh, but they had a code base um, that the Solar team forked from. And since then, we've made about 2,000 updates to that code base and uh, 32,000 changes to that code base to improve security and to add functionality for the Solar blockchain. So that's quite a bit of uh, updates and, and, and making it a lot more refined, especially as it relates to security. Cause as you know, um, security is of the utmost importance with a lot of these blockchains where you're starting to see things like, um, Solana constantly having to go down for, uh, network issues and, and everything else. And I kind of just want to stay there for a second because, you know, one of the things on solar is sustainable decentralized payments on blockchain. So the ability to do uh, transactions and have it be decentralized and have it be done in a way that is uh, safe and secure. Can you kind of talk through that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So on the security aspect, you can go into the solar, solar.org and you can evaluate all the delegates and you can see which 
which delegates are running forging nodes and relay nodes and backup nodes and test nodes. My point there is that if a delegate is only running one node, there's a vulnerability that that node goes down. And so that, that that's a security risk. But all of our delegates are running backup nodes, backup relay nodes, and they're on the test net, which is helping uh, the growth of our network. So that's sort of the security aspect. When it comes to transaction throughput, um, our blocks are eight-second blocks. So every eight seconds, one of the 53 delegates is forging a new block. And at this point... um, the transaction throughput is about 150 per eight seconds, and that can be expanded on, you know, and, and that can be increased, but it's enough at this point. Uh, and then the decentralized aspect is just the fact that there are 53 delegates all around the world using advanced servers to secure and maintain the blockchain. Awesome. And with with going with this approach versus some of the other approaches that are out in the market with how this has been set up, what do you think is the, 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 why did you particularly pick this approach? Mm, that's good. I think uh, this approach allows for the community to really drive the, the decisions that are made on the network. So if there's ever a delegate that you see contributing to the network, you can stake your SXP and vote for that delegate and make sure that their ranking stays high uh, because if you fa- if a delegate falls out of the top 53, then they're no longer forging the new blocks in the network. So I think it's all community driven, and we just want to make sure that um, there's no high barrier to entry. If you have one SXP, you can participate in our network. So it's a truly flat uh, system. It's not hierarchical in any way, which um, I think is a great approach because it's going to benefit the early adopters. Um, to our network in the sense that we're sort of like a startup company. And, you know, from my experience in traditional markets, once a company goes public, all the value has already been extracted by VCs and institutional owners who are accredited investors. They have early access. It's a closed gate. It's not open to everybody. You have to be of a certain stature to participate in the early seed rounds and investment opportunities with a startup company. That's not the case with solar. It's open, it's permissionless, and anybody can participate and grow with us, which I think is which is an important thing in this in this environment. Absolutely. Uh, the power to the community, power to everyone being involved and not having to be uh, hierarchical, like you said, uh, is, is definitely providing that access and that, that community aspect to it. Now, on this, you're able to do quite a few things on here. So you can build your own dApps, uh, which has to do with NFTs, tokens, games, et cetera. Can you kind of talk, walk through uh, some of the ways that the community's starting to utilize this? Yeah, definitely. So I think it starts with the solar wallet. When, when you put your, uh, when you, hold your SXP in one of the solar wallets, which by the way, at this point, is just a desktop option. It's a desktop app, but we are building a mobile solution. We're building a web solution and we're also integrating with Ledger. So from your wallet, you're able to integrate and access um, things like the metaverse, NFTs, um, and this is going to be sort of our launch pad. So we are going to look at allowing and giving uh, options through SDKs um, to different developers and builders to create their own non-fungible and fungible tokens, to create their own NFTs. Our metaverse is really a 
proof of concept here where if you enter the metaverse, you can start building and creating. We're going to have NFT land sales. Uh, so w- once we launch before the end of this year, our metaverse is going to offer, I think, 44,000 different land plots. And they're going to be different values depending on how close they are to our our, our main center area. Um but those land sales are going to be purchased by people who may not have experience building in our metaverse, which I, I could kind of speak to a little bit as a Minecraft-based metaverse. So if you're, let's say you're a really good architect building Minecraft uh, buildings and different architectural structures, you might find a good business opportunity in our metaverse by building some fantastic structures on top of these NFT land plots uh, who are purchased by people who may not have the same experience as you. So that's just one example. That's, um, you know, when it comes to the metaverse and NFTs, the opportunities are really limitless. I don't see why uh, the creator economy needs to be capped in any means. I mean, for me, one of the coolest ideas would be to like create your own tattoo parlor inside the metaverse, right? And give tattoos to all the avatars that come your way. How sweet would that be? Um, yeah. or, or who knows, like maybe you want to create your own like theme park, uh, go-kart track and have some play to earn gaming going in there. Um, so there's going to be a lot of ways to, you know, play to earn, like I said, uh, player versus environment experiences where there may be like mobs coming at you or, you know, different scenarios that you need to conquer and, and earn SXP after that. But we're also offering business solutions. So, you know, at this point, it's so early that we don't have a limit um, on what we're going to be able to build and do, which is really exciting. It is. And it, it allows for newer types of economies that you wouldn't even consider before. Because one of the places my mind went was in this metaverse uh, that's, you know, similar to like a Minecraft. You could literally have a niche where if you're really good as like an architect and you just have this plot of land, you could hire an architect to come build on your land for the vision that you would want them to have. And they could potentially come and like start charging that. And like, could you imagine you're, you're a metaverse architect Right. Like, like that's your specialty. You, you go in on these different environments and go build these things. And that's that's that in itself sounds really cool. Yeah, man. And, and, and with that, you know, I think that outside of uh, the, the game that just went on, you also uh, you also have a native token. So can you tell us a little bit more uh, about that, where people can find it? And I believe you also just did an upgrade to mainnet. Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the Aftershock. Every Wednesday, join cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent.
Correct. So our, our native token is SXP and um, a bit of history. So SXP was a older token uh, operated uh, by a different group. And what happened in December of 2020 was that um, Binance acquired Swipe. And so at that point, Solar became its own separate entity. And Solar is not owned or maintained or operated by any single individual or any single group. We're our own decentralized community driven blockchain. And in March uh, of this year, March 28th of this year, we launched our mainnet. So the, the new standard token is our mainnet standard token. It's the same symbol, SXP. But if you owned a previous SXP token prior to our mainnet launch, um, you, which would be like an ERC-20 token or a BEP-20 token. If you have one of those tokens, you can go to our website, solar.org, and there's an internal swapping tool that's been audited and verified to work and function to allow you to swap your old uh, ERC-20 or BEP-20 SXP token for the new mainnet token. So right now at this point, uh, about 30% of all old or previous SXP tokens has have been swapped on the mainnet, which is actually very high for for our industry. Um, if you don't have any SXP and you want to go get some, you can go to BitGit. They just launched, and I went recently and purchased some SXP from BitGit. Uh, B-I-T-G-E-T. And uh, that exchange offers pretty good liquidity, tight bid-ass spreads. I felt like the experience was flawless. I was able to um, get my KYC information up there and uh, get my token pretty quickly. But Gate.io is another exchange where you can get our mainnet token. You can also go to Upbit and uh, Zegex. Um, Zegex is uh, also a good option. Excellent. So plenty of places to, to go and get XXP. And um, it's really cool that you're, you know, when, when before going to mainnet that your investors who got some of the tokens can now go on to, you know, solar.org and like make that conversion. I know that I have had tokens in the past that I had to basically like go and upgrade and it was not a seamless process. It was not easy. And it was, uh, it, it does prevent you from wanting to like go and like, make that update. So it sounds like y'all have resolved that, which is, I think, very crucial and important. Um, so so the, for the person listening to this right now, they're like, man, this sounds really cool. Like I, I, I want to explore more about this or I want to potentially start building. Like what are some things that they, what are some next steps that someone can do by coming and joining uh, the Solar Network community? Definitely check out our Discord. Uh, we have a very active Discord. The, mod, uh, the mods on our Discord are there to answer any questions that you have about our metaverse, about the token, anything really. Um, we also have a very active Telegram group. I would check that out. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey Teef, and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have. Um, the other thing you can do is go to District. 53.io and you can download the open beta for our district 53 metaverse and you can jump right in and start playing that um and also i would definitely encourage everyone to go check out the solar desktop app wallet um once you download that wallet uh to your desktop you can start to participate in our governance system you can start to vote on your favorite delegates you know in fact the whole voting governance system in my experience has been pretty fun it's sort of like fantasy football where you you're, you know, looking for your top players and you're trying to pick the best ones who are going to make the network grow and who are going to secure it. Um, and, and it's really a cool experience because you can 
actually see uh, the delegate ranking. You can see when a delegate falls out of the top 53, um, and you can try to upvote that delegate if that falls out of the top 53. Um, you can evaluate what they're doing to help contribute to the network. You can evaluate the... Um, the forging rewards that they share. So I'll just briefly mention um, most, not all, but most of the delegates, they share a very high percentage of their forging rewards with the uh, voters, uh, which, which means I'm actually um, able to earn voter commission by voting for my favorite delegates. So it's a very uh, circular incentive-based process for um, our, our solar blockchain where if I want to, you know, earn voter commission in the form of SXP, I go and vote for my delegate. Some delegates offer like 98% voter commission rewards. Some delegates offer 50. So you got to kind of evaluate, well, what's this delegate offering 50 for and this other one's offering 98 for? Oh, well, this guy's offering 50 because look at what he contributes to the network. He's contributing X, Y, and Z, and this is really going to help grow the network. This is really going to help secure the network. This is adding to the decentralized aspect of it. So I value that. So even though I may not be you know, participating as many voter commission rewards and earning as much back, I'm still voting for a delegate that is helping support the network. And the cool thing about it is uh, you can vote for as many delegates as you want. So if you had, let's say, 53 SXP, you can you can essentially stake or vote one SXP for each delegate. Um, and then if a delegate ever sort of breaks your trust or doesn't follow through on their promises or does something that's sort of against the ethos, then you can unvote them and they won't be a forging delegate anymore. So at this point, um, I would say 70 across all 53 delegates, about 71% of the newly forged SXP gets shared with the community. And that's going back to what I was saying earlier is if you're early into SXP, you're going to benefit the most. Because at this point, um, just a quick breakdown, there, there are about uh, there's about 108,000 SXP that gets created per day. But it's a fixed amount. So as the supply of SXP increases, the amount of newly forged SXP that comes into the environment is going to be a smaller percentage of the total. So at this point, our inflation rate is as high as it will ever be, and it will just go down. But a couple things that we're doing to mitigate that and introduce some deflationary aspects into our ecosystem is one – we're sharing approximately 71% of the newly forged SXP with our community. That's a huge amount. So it's very circular. And there's no incentive necessarily for those uh, recipients of the SXP to go and dump it on the market. Rather, they're going to be incentivized to maybe start their own business in our metaverse or vote for a delegate to help secure and maintain the network. So in essence, uh, if you're early, you're going to be participating and benefiting from our circular environment much more than you would perhaps if you come in later down the road. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. We're an open, open permissionless network. We're not closing this to select group of you know venture capitalists. This is open to everybody. The other deflationary aspect I'll just add really quick is that our, um, our metaverse, the land the NFT land plots that get that get purchased in our metaverse, ninety percent of those sales are going to be burned. So let's just say an NFT costs on average hundred SXP. 
well, 90 of that SXP is going to get burned. Um, and if I don't, I'm just throwing out scenarios here. I don't know what the exact number, what the, the exact cost will be for the NFT land purchase sale, but let's just say it is 100 SXP on average. With 44,000 NFT plots, if 44,000 NFT plots get purchased within one year at an average price of 100 SXP, that's 10% of the next 12 months inflation. So that's a huge take. Let's just say an average NFT land purchase sale is 500 SXP. If that's the cost, then 50% of our inflation rate is going to get burned in the next 12 months. That's huge. So we're we're introducing other deflationary aspects that are going to benefit early adopters. Um, and again, it, the way I look at it is like a small startup company that's open to everybody. For sure. And uh, thank you for all of those different reasons, ways that you can reach out, join in the community and, and get more of this information and kind of just a couple of highlights, bringing that back up. Sounds like there are a lot of ways solar is putting in deflationary things in place so that early adopters benefit. Uh, so AKA, if this is something that interests you, find a way to get involved and, and, and see how you can participate in this uh, community-based uh, decentralized uh, ecosystem. And then the other piece of this as well is that you have the ability to participate and, and vote and, and truly engage with what's being built here and, and be rewarded uh, within this community for taking part in that participation. And so, again, I appreciate that information. And it kind of goes back to like something that we talked about before coming on the show, which I think is near and dear to you, which is the importance of just education and moving into the world of Web3. So for like people who are just getting in this space and who have never experienced a bear market in the past and, you know, have a, with market conditions going on right now as we're going through this bearish trend, um, what would you say is important to keep in mind for all these people as they are either entering the space or uh, have been in the space for a while or going through the first bear market and are trying to learn like, okay, well, what should I be doing next, et cetera? What do you think are, are some essential things to keep in mind? That's a good question. A couple things come to mind right away. One is do your own research, right? Don't, don't just take my word for it. Don't take anyone's word for it. Um, that's, that's one of the most important things you can do is do your own research. Number two, embrace the volatility. Um, in this ecosystem with crypto, NFTs, Web3, volatility is your friend in the sense that in the law, if you have a long-term perspective, you're going to be much better off uh, than if you're trying to flip something overnight because the volatility can really hurt you in the short term, but it will benefit you in the long term. So I would just say embrace the volatility, do your own research, have a long-term mindset, and those three things will benefit you. Excellent. And then uh, just wrapping up with a, a fun question. With all the information you have right now, if you go impart one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first started building out solar, what would you go impart to yourself? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I would... You know, there's not much I would change. Uh, I think what the solar team is doing and the core developers, they're doing it right. Um, and everything that I mentioned earlier is what I would do. Um, if there's one thing that I would, I would change, I would try to encourage teams to 
get along. And, you know, it can be kind of cutthroat. Um, sometimes, uh, when someone sees what you're doing and they see that you're having some success, uh, there can be a little bit of jealousy, I guess. And so if there's, if there's ever an opportunity to build a bridge, I would, with other teams and groups, I would say, do that rather than burn the bridge, build the bridge. Um, and if you see someone that's doing something better than you learn from them, um, and you know, be humble. Uh, that's it. Yeah, no, that's a great piece of wisdom and uh, appreciate you sharing that sentiment with us. But as we wrap up here today, what are what is a final thought that you want to leave with everyone listening today? I just want to encourage you to check out our Discord, check out our Twitter, check out our Telegram group. Um, follow me at Jeffrey Teef on Twitter um, because I want you to do your own research and learn about SXP. And I want you to figure out what our community is about and then make the decision whether or not you want to jump in. I, I can reiterate, we have an open governance system. This is new. This is unprecedented. This gives you the opportunity to participate um, and then earn voter commission. So I, I just encourage everyone to check us out. Excellent. Well, everyone, make sure you go and do that. Uh, Teef, I really appreciate all the time and the knowledge that you shared with us today. Um, and of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Jess Corson. I am an entrepreneur who is entering the crypto space. This show has given me the insight and ideas for a direction I should go in. It has also filled in the blanks in my mind to understanding cryptocurrency. I feel like I have joined a community listening to Richard and all the wonderful guests he has on the show. If you need a place to give you balance and checks with your thought process and respect to crypto, this is the place. Highly recommend. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. 
If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to theritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.